Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning and happy Tuesday. I'm Stephanie Hoff with the Midwest Farm Report. Thanks for joining me this morning. And let's wish Pam and her farm tour crew safe travels to Scotland and Ireland. I'm excited for Charity and I to bring you the Farm Report over the next few weeks. And it looks like we'll finally get a break from this dreary rain. The Madison area will be sunny and 75. The daytime temperatures will only get higher throughout the week. But the nighttime temps will be in the 50s today and tomorrow. Egg meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in about 15 minutes with more forecast details. Don't forget, we also have John Heinberg on a Tuesday to break down the latest crop progress report and how that's influencing grain markets going into the harvest. But before that, USDA Undersecretary Stacy Dean is in Milwaukee today to see how the state is connecting farms to hunger programs. Stay tuned for that and more coming up. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The Young Farmer and Agriculturist Program is for our younger Farm Bureau members up to 35 years of age, and that is where a lot of our contests take place, which was something that I had the opportunity to do through the discussion meet, as well as achievement. It's a program you should really look into. WFBF.com. It opened up opportunities for me. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As we get into September and further into the fall, we're taking a look at a lot of machinery use. Farm safety is so important. Also, we're getting a look at uh, how good the crop is, what the expenses have been. A lot of pressure on farmers. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And while farm income is going to be up, expenses have been up horribly this year. And Pam, that puts a lot of pressure on farmers for their farm businesses, but also their family, and sometimes finding a place to turn to ask a question of uh, how to get along can be hard to find. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. And they are a proud bunch. They don't want to ask for help. They want to fix it themselves. And sometimes that just can't be. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And through the month of September, we want to draw awareness to it being National Suicide Prevention Month. And although these stories are just tragic, the upside is that there is a lot of resources out there for farmers and their families that are feeling that stress financially, emotionally, whatever form it comes in. I talked about it with Dan Bauer. He is a member of the Wisconsin Farm Center staff. Housed within the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, the Wisconsin Farm Center provides all kinds of resources for families. It's not just about mental health counseling. It may also be about transitioning that farm to the next generation. Maybe it's milk quality issues. Maybe it's trying to find new financial resources. Whatever it is, 
They're there to help. So I talked with Dan about that resource and how farmers and their families have been turning to it more. We've actually finished our full, our, our third full year of operating this program. So it's really hard to believe. And I think where I'd like to start is um, with the counseling voucher program. Mm-hmm. And this program, it's easy to forget, this program actually started in 2005, so it has been available to some extent for about 15 years. But what has changed over time is consistent funding. In the earlier days, it was funded yeah, infrequently. Um, you know, It was difficult to know how much funding would be there, and we've had stable funding now for about three years. And looking at last fiscal year, um, we redeemed 157 counseling vouchers. So those are 157 one-hour sessions that farmers took with a licensed counselor in our uh, counseling provider network. Now, that is down about 10% as compared to last year. However, I think the key point, though, is that's only the second time in the program's 15-plus year history that we've been over 150 redeemed. And if you look out even a little further, that was only the third time in that 15-year history that we've only ever been over 100. So what I would say is despite that year-over-year drop in redemptions, it is clear to us that the program's maintaining momentum and that it's solidifying itself as being of utmost value to farmers. And I think what you can look at a little bit is, is just momentum. And so if you look at the first half of last fiscal year, we redeemed 62 vouchers. However, in the second half of last fiscal year, we redeemed 95. So that's a 50% increase when you're looking at the first half of the year compared to the second half of the year. And we are estimating a redemption rate of nearly 80% on issued vouchers, and that would be an all-time high. Uh, That's only the second time in program history when that metric surpassed 75%. And I think that's a perfect example of, of us reducing the stigma of mental health services in the farming community. What that's showing, Pam, is if we issue five vouchers, four out of five times a farmer is actually using that voucher and making sure that they receive those mental health support services that are being made available to them. And so I think that's a huge thing. Farmers are more aware of these services. They're more comfortable. And and they are more times than not um, actually receiving the service when it's made available to them. That is a wonderful story to tell. You know, and again, like we said, folks, uh, through the month of September, it's all about suicide prevention. That's the theme you're going to hear. But like I mentioned to Dan at the outset, we also want to help share the story about the fact that resources are being used. Sometimes you hear about toll-free numbers or uh, websites or something like that, but how many people are using them? And the Farmer Wellness Program is not just about the mental health vouchers, Dan. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. So in the last three years, we've launched a couple additional services. Um, One service we offer is telecounseling. And we believe the big benefit in telecounseling is a farmer can receive uh, counseling and counseling advice from the comfort of their own home. And that uh, service has continued to be in demand. So that uh, service is up 5% this fiscal year over last fiscal year. Um, We had 56 telecounseling sessions prior fiscal year and 59 uh, new sessions here this current fiscal year. I think you've mentioned it a couple times. um, One of the things that we think is so very important that we make available to farmers and really any citizen is 24-7 help. 
And so we launched our 24-7 Farmer Wellness Helpline. And this service has seen really outstanding growth. Uh, prior fiscal year, um, we had 167 calls to that line. And last fiscal year, we were at 255. And so that's a 52% year-over-year increase. And so that's um, you know big growth in that service. Again, kind of uh, affirming with us that there is demand, there is a need, and farmers are taking advantage of it. Well, one of the reasons why I also like that is... There was some concern by many of us that support these services. What do you do at midnight? What if you're having a crisis at midnight? Well, now, through the partnership with, I believe, Iowa, we have that 24-7, always a voice on the other end of the phone. And I think just recognizing that as an element that was missing is a good thing. Yeah, and that team has been fabulous partners. They've been just great to work with. We've been doing that about a year, and they'll take calls any day of the week, any hour of night, and they'll talk to somebody. And what they're going to do is they're going to let you know, hey, help is out there. And we're in constant communication with that team, so maybe they just need somebody to talk to in the moment, and it ends there. But maybe they actually need more financial advice, more transition planning advice. And in those cases, we actually get a referral back from that team, and then my team will reach out back to the caller, typically within 24 hours. So it's been really smooth, um, really seamless, knock on wood. Um, we've been really happy with how that partnership has been going. Hey, how is your team doing? You know, I always want to remind people that it can be strainful on the staff trying to provide these services. You hear the stories, you can't help but kind of get engaged in the process how is the staff at Department of Ag or even, like you said, those partners, how are you doing providing that kind of service? Yeah, we're doing well. You know, um, we very much enjoy our work and we're passionate about our clients. And so that's, you know, the most important thing. And I think people on our team get a lot of satisfaction of helping any way they can. And it can be stressful, like you were pointing out. You know, it certainly can be stressful. It can be challenging. But the thing that we try to really emphasize on our team is teamwork. We're in it together. We work with each other. Um, we work with other partners like the team at Iowa, like UW Extension, um, like all the public universities here in the state. You know, to me, I, I try to emphasize we're a farming community and, and we're only going to be as strong as the collective knowledge and expertise and willingness to help of that whole community. So, you know, I think when it's tough times for a farmer, tough times for one of our team member. You know, I think it's key that we, we band together, we work together, and we just strive for the best outcomes possible. Dan Bowers in studio with us. He is one of the staff members at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection within the far, Wisconsin Farm Center. That's where the hotline, that's where the farmer wellness kind of all uh, uses as a hub for information and for coordination. And Dan, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't remind people of how they can tap into those services, and what's coming up that they might want to engage in. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad for that segue. A couple more things I wanted to cover, too, is one area that we've seen a lot of growth within that farmer wellness program is our online farmer support groups. So when we started that about two years ago, we were meeting once a month because that's really all the demand was. You know, we get five or six attendees, something like that, but that program has grown over time. And we actually, last fiscal year, um, in the less busy months for farmers, we actually were meeting twice a month just because that's the frequency farmers preferred. And then um, recently, in these hectic summer months, we backed off to one time per month again. Um, but then starting this fall, we aim to move back to that two-time-a-month frequency. And I think it's a really remarkable success story. Participation in those support groups are up 150% 
year over year compared last fiscal year to this current one. So um, it seems like, you know, farmers are investing their time in them. So um, that's a, a signal to me that they're getting value uh, out of the programming. Well, and I also think that people after the pandemic are more comfortable doing a lot of things via social media and the Internet. And if they want to become a part of that group, Dan, or, or uh, would like to maybe share services with a family member or something like that, how do you suggest they get it started? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that um, lead in. And and really, for anything we've talked about today, just contact us. That's what I'd recommend. It doesn't matter if you're looking for uh, transition planning advice, financial consulting advice, uh, conflict mediation. Um, if you've got questions about our farmer wellness program, um, you can reach us at our Farm Center toll-free helpline. And that number is 1-800-942-2474. Farmers are welcome to give us a call Monday through Friday. And you kind of asked a little bit before what the staff does. The staff takes the calls on a variety of topics, and their focus is providing assistance to Wisconsin farmers. And that could be through the staff themselves, or the staff will help farmers navigate different public programs by referring them to other state or federal resources as appropriate. Dan Bauer in studio with us, one of the hardworking staff at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection within the Wisconsin Farm Center. As he said, the best thing you can do, just connect with them, and they'll connect you to the resources you might need. You can go to their website, farmcenter.wi.gov, or call them toll-free, 800-942-2474, 2474. From the southern end of the world's longest part of Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. If you have a need, we have the seed that outperforms the rest. Dairyland Seed led the field in yield in 2021 first and university trials with 255 top five finishes in corn, 77 top five finishes in soybeans, 272 top five finishes for silage, and a 6.3% average yield advantage with Hyberforce 4400 alfalfa. And we're bringing the yield again in 2022. Get the latest updates on this year's performance results at dairylandseed.com. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Collini Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. It's Preston from Window World. Summer is here, and with it, the hot air. Don't let other companies add to it. We won't lure you in with buy one, get one, or half-off installation. Not Window World, not ever. We offer a no-pressure consultation with straightforward, fair pricing. None of that, if you sign today, or let me call my manager nonsense. Window World. Professionally installed at an everyday low price. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers MSculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com.
From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Tuesday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff, in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. Egg meteorologist Stu Muck joins us now for a look at our forecast for this week. Stu, our rainfall our rainfall reports are adding up and really indicate it was a washout. We've got almost three inches in Stockbridge. Linda and Reeseville had four inches. Lee and Ashford got an additional almost one inch yesterday and overnight. Uh, Mark and New Glarus almost three. So it's really tallying up. It sure is. There's been a lot of rain a lot of places. I mean, I'm looking at my backyard. I had 3.7 yesterday, another 1.2 now, 4.9 total. Just a pretty sizable rain. Some sprinkly showers linger in east central to southeast Wisconsin, all about Sheboygan up toward Cleveland and down the lake shore and out toward Waukesha and Delafield, that kind of an area. Low pressure has pushed in from the northwest, and we do have high pressure trying to edge in from the west, so we are going to begin to dry out. We watch the cool front, though, that's back in North Dakota and northwest Minnesota. No rain around it right now, but that front's going to gently slag or sag down into the area as we make our way through today and on into the day tomorrow. The western extent of it is a warm front. May bring some rain into parts of Minnesota, maybe far northwest Wisconsin already into Thursday. Not the case around for all of us, but I do expect as that front finally edges in late Friday night or into Saturday, some scattered showers become a possibility. Until that rain chance, temperatures are warming up now, more like normal, mid and upper 70s for daytime highs the next couple of days. That's going to make it seem pretty nice outdoors, help to dry up a little bit of that moisture, unfortunately. In some fields, it's maybe gotten to be just a bit too muddy. I'll have forecast details right after this. Soil health. It's the top priority at Midwestern BioAg. It's the first thing they consider with every product at every step. It's designed to build healthy, biodiverse soils to support healthy soil, resilient crops, and higher yields. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg. Better farming through better soil. Whether you compete on the court, at the track, on the field, or in the fields, winning isn't just a goal. It's a mindset shaped, honed, and defined throughout the season. That's why farmers pushing themselves to be the best plant decal brand corn. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with decal. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. So us here in this area of the state will see a break in the rain, Stu, uh, but that doesn't mean the ground won't be soggy. So when will we see things start to dry up and get we can get some field work done? Well, we'll get a slow start at that dry up here in the next couple of days at least. I expect it'll under some sunny skies today. Temps ought to be in the mid-70s. That's more like normal. Northwest winds only 5 to 10. Not a perfect drying day, but we'll take what we get. We stay clear overnight, fall back into the mid or upper 50s with the west winds at 5. Could be a little fog, especially western Wisconsin tomorrow morning. Otherwise, again, a mostly sunny day. Look for that high in the mid and upper 70s. Northeast winds at 5 become southeast through the day. Just not much wind to really push the drying, but we'll take it. Mostly sunny Thursday, upper 70s, south winds at 5. Even Friday, you could be back to around 80 or so, Stephanie, but not a great breeze. I think it'll slowly begin to dry out here through the end of the week, but then Friday night or Saturday, 
A few scattered showers once again could edge in. Temperatures, though, stay at the normal and above normal level right into next week, so we don't cool off in a big hurry either. Well, that's good. We get a few more weeks maybe of summer, huh? Well, I hope so. I hope we can push that frost off a while and, and see things continue to look good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Stu Muck, egg meteorologist, joining us on a Tuesday morning. Uh, I'll have you again on Thursday. Charity will have you tomorrow. So we'll look forward to that. Otherwise, stay tuned. John Heinberg coming up towards the bottom of the hour. Also, our USDA officials are in town. Pam Yankee will have that story coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations, like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you, too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think? Mmm, 
Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Nobody knows windows like Wanakee Remodeling. Voted the best window company in Madison 10 years straight, our Renewal by Anderson windows are the most weather-tight, highest quality, and most durable on the market. Make sure you eliminate your old window and door problems. Go with the most trusted name in windows, Renewal by Anderson, from Wanakee Remodeling. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You wear the same size, you do the same workout, yet her butt is high and tight. And let's face it, she's smoking hot. While you're just another sweaty Betty, what you don't know is while you're putting in extra time grunting it out at the gym, she is relaxing poolside. And why? Because she comes to Carbon World Health for FDA-approved M-Sculpt treatments. Her butt is a work of art because this technology is state-of-the-art. CarbonWorldHealth.com but is this loss a fireable offense? Like, how big of a loss is this program-wise for the Badgers? Um, I, I mean, it's the the number makes it seem worse than it was. Did anybody? Well, I shouldn't say anybody. I think at least one of you had them covering. Yeah, that'd, um, be, that'd be me. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll have them covering that, next week too. But that was, coming week too, but. That, that was a that was a big number. Like, I never would have thought they were going to cover that number. So I don't. I mean. That's why I don't like Washington State. I don't think it's a very good team. I think that the way the loss went down is uh, an issue as opposed to the, like the point spread. Like it's just the, the, the mistakes that happen, right? Like the penalties and the turnovers, and uh, you know some of the, the the special teams. Like oh, the kicker. Oh my all, god. All of that. All of that. Like eventually, and Paul Chris has to take responsibility for that. But um, I don't necessarily think. A loss to Washington State's a fireable offense. A loss to Cal Poly, maybe. What about um, New Mexico State? I just got a yes. thought of this, guys. After yes, this I'll, week, I'll, both I'll, games. I'll yeah, yeah. Nelson, just a second before we move on. If they lose to New Mexico State, I'll be on the fire, Paul Chris. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that right now. Very, very disastrous weekend for Wisconsin sports. Wisconsin obviously losing as 17 and a half favorites to Washington State. The Packers, we all saw that. Is it weird to say Wisconsin's special teams looked worse than Green Bay's? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, did you see the kicks from the? <laughs> yeah, I've never. I, that, they they got to have open tryouts for a kicker, right? Someone called in and said they want Colin Larsh back now. I'm a fell out of my chair. They gave him a scholarship. Uh, yeah, good, for good, for, good for Colin him. Larsh. Colin Larsh wanted to come back. Yeah, uh, he wanted, to and they didn't and then, give. They didn't give him a scholarship. They gave Vito Calvaruso a scholarship. And so he was like, all right, well. I think you. he knocked out a poor woman in the front row in this first kick if he shanked it so bad. And this, the, the second kick, Zach. I felt like he topped it. I, what, felt like he topped it like I don't think like, anyone touched it. Like, it wasn't blocked, right? It was just that no, no. bad. 
like, did you see how the, the, the black pellets like fly up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that shouldn't happen. It felt like he, he hit the ball in the wrong spot and hit the ground. Yeah. So then it, he hit it. Yeah. What? I couldn't have, I could have got the drunkest person I could find at the red zone downtown <laughs> and they would have kicked it better than that, that second attempt. No? No, no, we're, we're, we're all we're all, we're celebrating Ruddy's birthday. I would I would say we being good. out and about that someone in the Lucky's bathroom definitely booted it better than. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's it, it's a really tough scene because the, the dude is almost automatic. Like it warms when it doesn't. He matter. kicked it ten bright, feet in the air, and the, I think it went bright, ten yards. Yeah, when the bright lights are not on. Um, is he the Ethan Happ of shooting free throws? Great at practice, dude, terrible in the game. It, it may be. It may be. I mean, he was he was hitting from like fifty seven in warmups, like it wasn't even anything. Um, so, I think that's why Paul Chris felt good about hitting that fifty two yarder. And um, what if what if Clay kind of did not fumble? Are you sending Vito Calvaruso back out there if they need to kick the game tying field goal? Okay, well, I want to talk about well, lucky more than just him, the kicker. <laughs> lucky, lucky for him, Zach. Uh, I don't know much about kicking technique. That might be an Ebo thing. He played soccer. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah, think you need to know technique. I don't think you know no technique. That, that, that <laughs> big, second one, there was no technique. There. Big toe think. basher here. Yeah. Uh, Zach, uh, enough about the. F- I'm sorry. About the kicker, Zach. Graham Mertz looked good. Am I wrong in saying that Graham Mertz looked good? All off season, we didn't want to talk about Graham Mertz. You were sick. Of, you were sick of talking about it because you just wanted to see it on the field. It's called reverse yeah. psychology for Graham Mertz. I was, I was trying right. to. I was trying no, to no, bring I'm, him up. Th- it's not a shot at you. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying like now that you've seen it, like. If, it feels like there has been some steps made. I, I don't know. I don't want to call them strides. I feel like strides are like longer, steps, steps. longer. So steps, steps in the right direction. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think Washington state's defense is awesome, though. They certainly had some, uh, some, some good pressure and forced him to move around the pocket a little bit, but some of the throws he made the one down, the, down the, to Clay kind on the little corner route for the touchdown or the one to uh, Keontae Lewis down the hash marks. Like those are throws that uh, I don't know if he makes in previous years. I know he doesn't. He, he missed the exact same throw to Jim Ray DK against Penn state. The, the one that he made to Keontae Lewis, that would have been a touchdown against Penn state last year. He's just, uh, he, he's made some steps in the right direction. And um, I think they obviously need to continue to grow. Like so many times, or at least last few years, we pointed to him as the reason why they've lost games. And yeah. he was not the reason they lost games or lost the game on, on Saturday. I thought he was dragging a hog around Saturday. Kind of yeah. deserved deserve to win. He's he's looked decent in the first two games, but my like watching the game, watching the broadcast, they continued to show how there were eight, nine guys in the box. Almost every single play, Washington State clearly betting on they they wanted Graham Mertz to be the one that beat him or maybe even just you know kind of saying Graham Mertz are you really that good connecting producers and consumers one story at a time this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke Welcome back on a Tuesday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Thanks for taking along with me. We're wishing Farm Director Pam Yonke safe travels with her farm tour crew. They're heading to Scotland and Ireland today. In case you missed it, we're getting a break from the rain today. Sunny and 75 is the forecast for the Madison area. If you want to catch the forecast with Stu Muck again, we publish our morning show on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com, and it shows up on our podcast page. And that's where you can re-listen to some of your favorite segments of the show. Speaking of favorite segments, John Heinberg joins us later in the hour. He's got great information for us on grain and livestock markets. But first, USDA officials are in Wisconsin this week. USDA Undersecretary Stacy Dean is in Milwaukee today visiting schools and community groups that are using local products to tackle hunger. Farm Director Pam Yankee visits with Undersecretary Dean about her interest in Wisconsin's work. 
Well, you know, when you think about the Department of Agriculture, a lot of folks probably think about farms. Uh, they think, uh, you know, maybe ranchers, producers, maybe even they think about the Forest Service. But one of our uh, really most uh, critical responsibilities is to make sure that our neighbors are fed and fed well. And so we're here uh, in uh, Wisconsin and Milwaukee to take a look at our amazing uh, school meals program, celebrate kids going back to school to healthy meals, uh, talking to partners like the Milwaukee Hunger Task Force about the ways that they're serving seniors with uh, USDA foods, and uh, really celebrating the work that Wisconsin's doing to connect uh, local farmers and producers to our programs uh, with uh, sources of local, fresh, uh, amazing, high-quality foods. Now, let's talk a little bit about that. That has not been an easy task, especially in light of the pandemic. Uh, Funding came quickly from USDA once it was in place, but now I understand some of that funding support is starting to dwindle. Tell me a little bit about how your visit in Wisconsin is helping you plan, prepare your message back in Washington, D.C. Well, you're right that some of the uh, large-scale investments we were able to make uh, for the emergency food response uh, is uh, is dialing back. But uh, the secretary has been making investments since he first took off. Sorry, let me step back to him. The secretary has been making investments since he first started uh, that we'll hopefully start to see uh, yield dividends very soon that will make investments in small, socially disadvantaged, uh, historically underserved farmers. We're working to build markets for those farmers and then uh, to connect them to our programs uh, like schools and uh, emergency feeding. So we we had an emergency response. We're doing investments now that we hope yield really important long-term dividends, uh, particularly around building markets for farmers. Sure. And we know that those are valuable players in trying to help support our local communities and those folks that are leaning on things like food banks. Let's talk a little bit more, though, about uh, that local connection. And really, uh, that's a big responsibility for any one farmer to have to take on. I know you're visiting with the Hunger Task Force. They've done very well creating a network of those local growers in Wisconsin for their Badger Box. That's right. They are an extraordinary inspiration. And look, just earlier, uh, last sorry, just last week, the Secretary announced investments in what will be regional uh, food hubs to help support the kinds of uh, uh, programs that Wisconsin has through their Department of Agriculture and great partners like Sherry to connect farmers to markets. Uh, so we we want to take what you're doing here and do more of it here and spread this best, best practices across the country. I know that you run into some, we'll call it almost food deserts, that you still have to try to uh, help people through. Let's talk a little bit more about the increasing demand, especially now going into winter for states that are not uh, that are that are victims of weather in the winter. What kinds of encouragement or direction can you give them, Stacy, when it comes to an increasing need for the people that they serve? And now, like you said, kind of a little bit of a plateau on the monies or the programs available to them. Well, it's important to remember that our cornerstone programs like a SNAP or you call it Food Share here in Wisconsin, School Meals, WIC, these programs are funded to meet need. So what we've got to do is remind uh, communities and, and uh, potentially eligible individuals, please apply. These uh, these resources are available to help you meet your household food needs. Uh, and then with those resources, they can go into stores uh, and uh, purchase and afford food. 
So that's where we start. And of course, uh, this USDA is doing an enormous amount to make sure that we are, uh, again, supporting our producers and farmers and uh, will continue to do so. A great example of uh, a project that we have that bridges those is called, uh, believe it or not, a crazy acronym, GUSNIP. It's actually named after a gentleman, Gus Schumacher. Schumacher. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, a SNAP or a food share participant can purchase local fruits and vegetables at a farmer's market at a discounted price. So it increases um, it increases customers for those local farmers, and it uh, is ensures that we're targeting healthy food purchases for our SNAP participants. So uh, we are um, pulling out all the stops uh, to meet the moment. Farm Director Pam Yankee speaking with USDA Undersecretary Stacy Dean. She sees Badger Boxes from Hunger Task Force as an example of what other states should strive for in terms of connecting local products to those in need. Undersecretary Dean says she's actually familiar with some of the local assortment because her in-laws are from Beloit. I've got your markets coming up. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McVin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Even though a bid that you get looks great or a program looks great, make sure that you go and get a comparative bid. The easiest way to compare bids is a price per watt. So what the whole solar industry works off of, a simple phone call to Olson Solar Energy, you can find out quickly whether or not you can save serious amounts of money. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Today in our Farmers Union Minute from the Wisconsin Farmers Union, Rick Adamski joins us, the Government Relations Director. And Rick, we've talked before, Farmers Union is very much behind the Dairy Together program. What's happening? Well, we've had a successful trip to D.C. with several of our members from Wisconsin Farmers Union. Wisconsin Farm Bureau members have traveled to Washington, D.C. We partnered with several other organizations in D.C., several other states, Michigan, Minnesota, Maine were well represented, and we talked with uh, representatives on the Ag Congressional Committee as well as the Senate Committee. We've got some follow-up work to do to see who might be able to champion the dairy revitalization program. I think another step will be to ask for a congressional budget review of this proposed legislation so as to get it lifted off the ground and get more sponsors. The Dairy Together program championed by the Wisconsin Farmers Union and others. Rick Adamski with us, the Government Relations Director with the Wisconsin Farmers Union in our Farmers Union Minute. The new Crop Progress and Condition Report is out, courtesy of USDA's Statistics Service, and it looks like the warm, sunny days ahead of the weekend rain helped farmers to make progress on seeding fall crops and cutting hay. The rain that fell on southeastern Wisconsin over the weekend helped ease the dry soil conditions in that neck of the woods. About 10% of the corn crop is mature. That's three days behind the five-year average. Corn condition is rated 78% good to excellent, even with last week. 8% of corn silage is off the ground. That's a week behind the average. And soybean condition was 77% good to excellent. That's down a percentage point from last week. The fourth cutting of alfalfa was reported at 70% finished, eight days ahead of the average. 
And for farmers planting winter wheat, about 8% of the crop is in the ground. That's eight days behind the average. And now we'll take a look at our grain markets. From Chicago, December corn is up a quarter of a cent at six ninety-six and a quarter. November beans up fourteen cents at fifteen oh two and a quarter. December wheat up eight and three quarter cents at eight sixty-seven and a half. And the new crop, September twenty twenty-three wheat is trading at eight eighty-four. That's up six cents. We'll have John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing up next to explain the rally going on in those markets. And just a reminder that the Department of Agriculture is accepting bids from counties to host the Allison Dairyland Finals. The department actually extended the deadline to October 20th. Who could bid? Well, DATCAP says local economic development organizations or agriculture groups should consider. You can submit a bid through DATCAP's website. The link is at MidwestFarmReport.com. The department is looking for hosts for the 2024 through the 2027 finals. And remember, this is an opportunity to welcome visitors and media from around the state to your county. Speaking of dairy land, let's check out our dairy markets. On the close yesterday from Chicago, barrel cheese was up a nickel and a quarter at $1.98 and a half. The 40-pound black cheese up three and a half cents at $1.95 and a quarter. And AA butter was unchanged at 317. The October Class 3 milk contract is up 19 cents, trading at 2186 a hundredweight. November milk trading at 2238, up 33. And looking just ahead, the December contract is up 28 cents, trading at 2235 a hundredweight. Whether you're a Packers fan, Badgers fan, or not, I think a game day staple for all is beer. Charity Seebecker joins us with an update on how inflation is affecting our breweries. While some may not think of beer as an agricultural product, it truly is. Dan Carey, brewmaster with New Glarus Brewing Company, shares more on how inflation and supply chain have impacted his business. Yeah, it's been brutal. I would say that um, I know farmers are facing the same types of things with all of their inputs, fertilizer, etc., going up significantly in price. Our biggest price increase has been with cans. There only has been three suppliers of cans in the United States, and a lot of different beverages, seltzers and energy drinks, etc., are moving towards cans. So there's been a shortage of cans and the price went up last year about 60%. So cans are our biggest price increase, but everything's gone up. You know, of course, we have to be competitive with labor costs. Our malt costs have gone up 20%. So I would say on average, our cost of doing business compared to pre-COVID is probably up 20, 25%. That's Charity Seebecker bringing us an update from New Glarus Brewing with Dan Carey. I've got John Heinberg coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh... That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. 
William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere. Much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks stop by Bergstrom Chevrolet where you never get charged over MSRP an industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke I'm Stephanie Hoff, rounding out the farm show on a Tuesday morning. Market advisor John Heinberg is joining us from Total Farm Marketing in West Bend. And John, we saw quite the rally yesterday in soybeans. What did you see to explain that lift? Well, we got to get to that USDA crop production numbers that came out yesterday, and that's where the big surprise wound up being in the soybean market. Uh, caught the market leaning the wrong way. Uh, realistically, probably since uh, that Pro Farmer tour came out, and uh, you know the market's been basically buying corn and selling beans against it. And then here we get the adjustment from USDA yesterday. They dropped the yield down to uh, by a bushel and 1.4 bushels to 50.5 bushels per acre, and took 600,000 acres off the harvested acre projection. So that really tightens up the supply picture. Even with taking 93 million bushels off of demand for next year, we're looking at a carryout at 200 million bushels. Now that's extremely tight. You know, it puts us at what we call a stocks to use number, and that stocks use number is basically available days of supply of you know the market can use. You know, they take 4.5 times 365 days. That's about 16 days of supply that's going to be forecasted out there. Now, here we are in September, and we're looking at numbers that are at that level. That's extremely tight, and the market needs to ration supplies, and we're doing that now. Up 70 cents higher yesterday. We're up again on the overnight session. New crop beans are through the $15 handle right now this morning. So, again, we're seeing that buying strength there. Now, the only thing we'll have to watch, obviously, going forward, uh, the, the global picture is extremely tight. If something were to happen weather-wise with that South American crop, kind of like we saw last year, things could get pretty volatile in the soybean market. So it's going to be something to watch over the next few weeks as South America starts planning what's their weather forecast going to be like as our combines start rolling. Meanwhile, John, corn also lifting up in the marketplace, not as drastic as soybeans, but what's happening there? It's, it's nearing uh, the $7 mark. Yeah, corn bushels uh, came along with it. Now, like I said, the, the market's kind of priced in most of the numbers we saw yesterday, but the numbers yesterday were, I classify them neutral to bullish and you know supportive overall, at least in terms of where we are in the supply picture. The USDA did drop that yield down to 172.5. Okay, that's still above maybe some of these private analysts that are out there in the market may be pricing that in now a little bit that the USDA made that first move, but it came with in line to the expectations of the analysts for the report. The biggest thing that was a problem 
probably a move yesterday was the fact it took a million acres of corn off the harvested acre number. You know, they brought that FSA data early. Typically, they don't make that move till October, but they had the data ready to go, so they ran it yesterday. So again, that tightens up that supply picture. You know, even with a 250 million adjust million bushel adjustment on the demand side and exports and feed usage for corn, you know, we're still at a carryout next year at 1.2, basically 1.22 or 1.219 billion bushels. That stock's use is down to 8.5. So again, that's tight for the corn pile. So again, here we are looking at another crop that's going to be, you know, tight on the supply picture, keeps a lot of pressure on us as producers to come through for next year to keep this, uh, the corn supplies there. So again, markets are well supported right now, especially going into harvest. So again, producers got some opportunities here to get some value put in front of you. Uh, so don't forget to keep an eye on that market here as you get extremely busy as the combines get rolling. Here we are, John, talking about the USDA crop production report for September. When is the next market mover due to come out? Well, we got a couple different things on the data cables here. First off, on thir on Thursday, we're going to get the back backlog of the export data. We've had that unreported now for about three, four weeks due to some technical issues, and that was something the market was really probably counting on in this window. So let me be shocked if we see a bit of a data dump that could see some you know jump in that bean usage even there. So that one's something we'll watch. We'll see how the market handles that. The next major report will be at the end of the month. That's the grain stocks report as well as the final planted acres numbers that come out. That grain stocks report something I'm going to be watching because the way the cash market's acted, maybe there's less supply out there than the USDA thinks. This is the last chance they can go back and adjust last year's crop from January as well as any supplies that could be you know, stuck in the pipeline back in June. We've seen it before where they've come in and chopped some bushels off, and that's also caused some price volatility. So keep an eye on those couple reports here going forward. Yeah, that grain stocks report being another crystal ball for you, John, as a market advisor. So I'm curious, though, in the last minute here, when markets fall, I assume your your phone rings. But what about when the markets rise? What are the big questions you're getting? Well, a lot of it, too, is just, you know, what do we do? What, what can we handle in this time frame? Actually, our phones get a little more active when the market seems to go up because people want to stay bullish in that regard. The thing I just want to tell producers now is markets get higher in price. You need to stay more, you know, conscious of the downside. Where's the risk at here in terms of that regard? You know, this is going to be a great opportunity to lock in value well out into next year here as we're pushing, you know, $7 corn even in July. So don't forget about that bin if you're going to store that corn. Just make sure as the prices go higher, you build that defense to secure a better floor. Market advisor John Heinberg joining us from Total Farm Marketing in West Bend. And John, the best way to get a hold of you, totalfarmmarketing.com or 800-334-9779, correct? Yep, and shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. doesn't cost anything to have a conversation. Ask those questions in this key time. That's right. Thanks, John. We'll catch you again next week. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.